Hallelujah. Welcome to today's, today being the opening day of our faith conference. When the Lord gave me this vision, uh, that we should have Accra Faith Conference, he said to me, call it Accra Faith Conference. I said, okay, I will. He said, nobody has ever used it and said, we are going to have a craft faith conference or anything. And he said, you will so do it, it will spread throughout Ghana. You begin to have even Tamale faith conference. And so, when he said this to me, I was excited in my spirit because he calls the things which be not as though not as though they are, as though they were. In other words, he speaks the future as though they already existed. Hallelujah. And that is what our God is teaching us today. And because of that, I had this burning in my heart to focus on what the Lord has said to me and obey. And I also like to make you come to the understanding that when he said it to me, he said, I want my people to know that the faith that we talk about, or which I require, that every believer must have, is not something difficult or too hard to acquire. It is as simple as salvation. That is what he said to me. He said it is as simple as salvation. So if you are saved, consider how you were saved. Was there a warfare over your head the day you decided to say, I am going to be saved? Well, there was, but it was not you who fought it. There was a warfare, but somebody fought it for you. And so it was simple. All you were supposed to do was just do what? Believe. And so the same faith you need to be called a Christian or a believer, it is the same faith you need to accomplish much in life. Hallelujah. And the Lord said to me, let my people understand that I didn't tell you that I gave you salvation so that you can live a beggarly life. He said, I gave you salvation so that you can live a victorious life. And I said, okay. He said, if I gave you salvation, don't allow the enemy to take your healing. Don't allow the enemy to keep your wealth. If I gave you salvation by faith, it is the same faith you need to walk in abundance. Hallelujah. And because of that, Tonight, we are going to teach on faith. We are going to grow by faith and will manifest by faith. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, today being the first day, I'd like to talk about the working of our faith. That is the title or the caption of my message or what I'm going to teach. The working of our faith. Now, you remember... Uh, you remember the team, the theme is called what? For by it. I mean, did you sit down to think about it? For by it. I guess some people did. They even called me about it. Hallelujah. A husband and a wife called me about it. But the point is, is I said, for by it. Now the next question is what? For by what? Because when, when we talk about faith, I mean, at what point do we come to say faith truly works? And faith exists, and you can actually realize something tangible by faith. I'd like to start with a testimony. One day I went to a site at 
uh, Saperman. And it had rained that day, I think, or the day before. And you know, it's a new site, so the roads are really bad. And you know, this big pothole, yet it looked like a manhole. And so I was driving through. And listen, there's this part of my car, it's open. Those of you who know my car, <laughs> there's this part of my car, it's open. And water can easily go through there and then enter the engine. So now, when I entered the water, the water was actually above the tire. So definitely water entered the engine. When I came out of the water, then the thing started, I don't know, it started jerking. Because indeed, water had entered the engine. And so I drove for some time. And then I said, oh, Adi, 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 will this thing mess up? So, I mean, I was just confused. Let me put it this way. And I was worried. And so I was going now, and then the Holy Spirit reminded me, what about faith? And all of a sudden, something rose up in my spirit, like some form of anger. And then I slapped the steering. I said, work in the name of Jesus. And then it started moving. But before then, it wasn't moving. So there was a clear evidence of water entering the engine. But up to now, I don't know where the water passed. I'm still driving the car. What am I saying? I am saying that by faith, you can have something tangible. You can experience something tangible and say, this is what faith did in my life. That is what I'm saying. If you have not come to that level, faith becomes a story. Obi can a testimony now, so So it is a story, story. But when you actualize faith, you can point something and say, This is faith. Now I would like to tell you something. You sitting down, the way you are, the way your face is, the way you look right now, it is by faith. I said it is by what? Listen, some people enter the uni. How did they enter the uni? They imagined themselves in uni. They thought of themselves, I, want, I also want to go to the university. And they didn't see it impossible to them, but very, very possible. So they did everything they could do to enter there. Others wish they have the degrees, I mean, the passes from their SSE, from other papers, but they cannot enter the uni. Why? Because they don't have faith for it. So I want to tell you, your faith has accomplished something in your life. It's just that you don't know. And you have not been able to sit down to pinpoint it and say, this is what faith did in my life. And I have told you some time ago, let nobody in Grace Army Church say, oh Lord, please, please, Oh, Rade, Mamika Kodi, why? No, not Grace Army Church. Because in Grace Army Church, we don't beg God. We live by faith. So he's under compulsion to make sure that whatever we demand is given. I know I sound very, very some way right now. I know. He said, For the just shall live by what? Was this story? Was it like, was he lying to us? Or he wanted to so we can laugh. Which is which? Was he saying the truth or he... I want to know, did he mean what he, say, he said? Because he says, the just shall live by faith. Now, it's, it's, it's some way, but uh, when we talk about faith, automatically, fear 
comes up in the heart of a believer. I don't know about you, but when I was growing, I felt it. I just want a witness here. How many of you have felt that way before? Yes, when they talk about faith, you say, hey, I'm here to announce to you, after what I've been through, faith is easy. I keep on re- referring to this story. One day, I went out. A friend called me. I was so broke. He gave me 20 Ghana. By the time I came back, my son was ill. And that 20 Ghana can afford a, a malaria course, right? Buy a malaria drug, like 13 Ghana. You buy painkiller, paracetamol syrup, like maybe 4 Ghana. Then you have to buy something else. Or sometimes it takes all. When I got home, I saw the boy. I see Jesus. This one, it's a that the enemy threw at me. 20 Ghana, even 20 Ghana, I want to take it away from me. And I said to myself, I said to my wife, I said, wifey, 20 Ghana way, Opa, yen fan koto e done mano. Nan no hon tono. Ana yen fan ye jidi yen boom, yen mom pa ye se siya. Na yare na o yare no yen She said, I think we should do be. And then we, like seven minutes, five, seven minutes, we spoke in tongues. We cast that sickness in his body. He started sweating. He said, I'm hungry. We gave him food and that was all. I'm just saying that when we talk about faith, we are not talking about something abstract. We are talking about something that is real and that can produce results in your life. Now, there are some things before I go to my main thing, what I want to say. I like to say three things. All you need in your life is faith. And the faith you need is for today. It is the reason you exist. Hallelujah. How many of, of you say, in the near future? In the near future. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> look at my face. Look at my face. You know some people say, in the future, I will do this. In the future, I'll do what? Listen. When we set out, uh, we said we wanted a place to worship. Did you have a place in mind? Did you have any place you just walk to and say, from today we'll be meeting here? We started believing God. Why? Because we said we will see it by faith. That's what we, we said we'll do what? We will see it by faith. And that's why it wasn't only me and my faith. Though. We were all together. And we prayed that day. I don't think we prayed more than once. About the venue. Okay, we kept on praying. But mainly we came together and we prayed once. And then the venue came by the grace of God. Listen to me. Faith is something you use now. Adichie sope, adane doubt. You didn't get what I said. I said, I said, if you if you project your faith into the future, God willing, when I am 25, I will do A, B, C, D. You have lost it already. Because faith is not bound by time. It can do anything at any time, at any place, anywhere. So when you decide to live by faith, make sure that your faith is now. Look at a situation that is terrible in your life and say, now, in the name of Jesus, I demand that you lose your hope or you shift and it must be done. Because why? Faith demands heaven must back it. Look, I said faith is for what? Now. And never ever put your faith in the future. The way you are now, it is the faith in your heart that has brought you this far. The second thing I'd like to just put across is this. Faith is the element God uses to make you memorable. Memorable. 
I said, faith is the element God uses to make you what? For by it, the elders obtained a good report. For by it, now who is writing about, about these elders? Indeed, we believe that it is Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews. But the person received inspiration from who? God. So what he means is that God superintended or superimposed eh, himself over the writer to remember the acts of the elderly or the fathers to say to them, to say to us that for by it they, the elders, obtained a good report. And we are reading about their report. What is that? Faith makes you what? Memorable. If you live by faith, you'll be celebrated. Take it from me. I said, if you live by faith, you'll be what? It doesn't matter what happens, what goes on in your life. When you live by faith, you will be celebrated. Hallelujah. The third thing I'd like to talk about is this. Faith is your history written in advance. I said, faith is what? You have to get it. Because the reason why I said faith is now is because if it has been written about you already, must you postpone history? You live in it. So your faith in your heart is your history written in advance. So if you decide to live by the word of God, you live by the promises of God, he said, I will be the head and not the tail. And you take that word and you take it for yourself. You begin to use that word automatically. What you, ha- what you have done is this. You are actualizing the history that was written about you before you get there. Why is it history? Why is it history? Because God saw it and he spoke it. So you live in it is something that has already existed in the past. I'm saying that faith writes your history. And it makes you live in it. Even though you were not there when it was spoken. Faith is your history. Wrote in advance. Or written in advance. Now, I'd like to now zoom into my scripture. I just give you things I'd like to touch on. Now, look at it. Hebrews chapter 11. 1 to 3. That will be our key scripture for the whole convention or conference. Can I read? When I say Hebrew, it will be easy to read. Can I read? I'm reading anyway. If I can, if I can read, say amen. Good. I heard only two people. Hebrews 11 from verse 1 to verse 3. Hallelujah. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. If you are a believer and you tell me that you saw your salvation before you accepted the work of Jesus, then you are a liar. You don't believe it. Don't tell me you didn't see yourself in the kingdom of heaven before accepting it. You didn't even know about it. They came to preach to you and you heard it and you said, hmm, are they a bad day? Or some of them. Their parents gave birth to them as Christians. So they heard the story, ah, and then he said, ah, 
I think I like to be a Christian. So they started putting their faith in who? Jesus. That is how come they, they are born again. Eh? Don't tell me that you had faith in your heart before you heard about Jesus. No. It was when the word was spoken to you. And then you heard, you said, oh, where your good news? I like to be a Christian. Then you became one. What am I saying? If your faith gave you salvation, your faith is the door to which you are able to access God. What did the merchant say? You see, I'm saying that the Lord said he's looking for a man to stand in the gap. He's looking for who? A man. One guy said, I need two men. One guy said, I need multitude. He said, he's looking for what? A man. Huh? Don't think that you are not special. Let me just put it across first. Don't ever think that you are just one of those waters who fell into the ocean. Such that you cannot be differentiated from the salty water. No, please, you are not like that. Because even though we are millions in this world, the Lord has handpicked everybody individually. And that is where our confidence comes from. If you don't understand this principle, you will live anyway, anyhow. So that when people are giving their testimony of the exploits of faith in their lives, you will say, No. Never ever say that. Know and understand that when the Lord spoke about faith, he intentionally was talking about you. And it is by faith that you are saved. So it is that same thing you will need to live life as a believer. If you don't come to this point, if you don't come to this point, it will be very, very difficult for you. Now, let me do some breaking down of scripture. Now, uh, we have to understand that the first thing, where he said the substance, when we say substance, faith, faith is what? Now, faith is a substance. I know people have heard a lot of teaching on faith. I just want to add it, make it stronger to all that you've heard. But he said, it is what? The substance. In other words, faith is the substance of things we hope for. Now, let's go vice versa. Reverse order. We hope for things. Right? We have a hope in our heart. We hope to see certain things happen in our lives. And he says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, if we ever hoped for this bottle of water, right? He's telling us that once we had faith for it, the substance actually came as a result of hope. Let me make you understand. He said what? Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for. Things hoped for. So, if you ever see something and you wish to have it, immediately you have faith in your heart, in your heart you have it. Did you get what I said? You hope to have this bottle of water. Now, the hope in your heart has not yet been actualized. You have not seen it. But faith is not trying to see it. Faith claims that he already has it. So, for you waiting for the substance to appear, he's telling you that once you have faith in your heart, the substance has appeared and the hope level has been left. You are now at the substance level. So anytime you have hope in your heart, you don't consider hope. You have to move from hope to the substance. You haven't seen it and you say, ah, my husband is handsome. Don't tear your home. 
I'm saying that you, you know that your body is weak and yet the scripture tells you that let the weak say I am. So you don't look at the weakness in your body. You have actually moved from the place of hope to actually say I receive, I see healing in my body and yet your body is deteriorating. And so when it comes to a time, you don't consider the evidence of your weakness, but you consider the evidence of the substance which is faith. So now, faith is, becomes the thing that you are more sure of. Not even the reality in the physical. When it comes to this faith thing, faith day, most of the time I always say that we can teach it, but we better understand it when we begin to walk it. Because have you tried to use your faith for a phone before? A phone, mobile phone. Or some of you, because you are rich, you easily afford a phone. No, I'm just saying that, Abia, you have Gary and Shai at the uni. And why you dry, you don't have money. And then you stand up in your room and say, Today, I'll fall in the name of Jesus. I'll eat breakfast. I'll eat lunch. And I even have a brunch. And now eat supper on top in the name of Jesus. And when I'm going to sleep, somebody will push me well with a pack. And you get up, you know you have only Gary. What have you done? You have actualized your hope, which is what? Faith. So anytime you hope for something, move from the place of hope and now enter the place and say, I have received it. That's why I said, faith is your history. Is your, is, faith is your history written in advance. Now, you notice that the Lord gave us two definitions for faith. He said, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So for example, he, after I've given you, I told you that immediately you, you say you have faith, you must declare what you see. Now that you declare what you see, you have moved from that place of hoping. Now hope has never made you ashamed. So you know that whatever you have hoped for and have spoken has come to pass. Now he's telling you, he said, it is the evidence of things not seen. Now where is faith? He said, it is the evidence. You too, you have not seen it yet. The Lord, the Lord is telling you, he's giving you an evidence already. <laughs> he said, he's giving you what? There was the evidence. What is the Lord saying to you? Anytime your, your faith moves from the place of hope, I mean, it grows from hoping to faith, where you see it as the tangibility of what you are expecting, when you come to that level, now the Lord tells you that you already have the evidence. Don't ask again. I said, don't do what? What is telling you now? If you already have the evidence of what you are looking for, you keep going about looking for the thing. You don't look for it because why? The evidence is already here. I have it. It's like you are born again. He said, he gave you the Holy Spirit as a seal. So if he sealed you with the Holy Spirit, you keep asking yourself, am I born again? Am I born again? You don't because why? You speaking in tongues is a seal. He made you to understand that these are the signs that will follow them that believe. So you have believed and he gave you a sign. Why go asking for a sign again? 
Sir, that somebody called me and said, if you don't take care, you go to hell. I said, I'll go to hell for what? You mean Jesus will allow his toe to go to hell? <laughs> I'm preaching the gospel. You say I'll go to hell. <laughs> you don't get to the gospel. You have not taken your time to understand. Listen, let me tell you one thing. In this kingdom walk, there's one important thing you cannot do away with. It is called knowledge. It is called what? It is called what? It is called what? Compare the writings of John to that of Paul. They were all apostles, right? But I'm telling you, apart from the fact that John received direct revelations, eh, if you study his Greek writing, he wrote in broken Greek. In other words, he ochrogrubrofo. Pigeon. That's what he wrote in. Because he was not enlightened or he was not eloquent. But Paul will write her, then he begin to write poetry. Listen, who gave most revelations about our Lord Jesus Christ? Listen, he writes her and he says, We won't talk about Melchizedek now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen. Well, you cannot treat the word of God as though it is one of, those, one of those things. It is your life. The word of God is your life. So when you know the word of God, you know life. You know what it entails to live. To live in this world. So when we talk about faith, I'm just saying that faith is something simple that you don't have to worry about. Some time ago I talked about faith and I did the reverse order. If you want to know what faith is, you have to understand what doubt is. Now, let me go back and let me do a quick recap. The word doubt is actually means to separate yourself from something good. Let's do it in the reverse order. So faith means what? Embracing something good. End of discussion. <laughs> Did you get it? So you read the scripture, he said, healing is the children's bread. What do you do? When you walk in faith, what do you do? You embrace healing. That is it. You are walking in faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The word. <laughs> he said, let me just go from verse. Now let me go to verse 2. He says, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. Look at something. The word elders in the Greek is, is the word presbyterios. That is what we get Presbyterian church. In other words, the elders in that church. Yeah, presby. Presbyterian church. It means they are elders. Uh-huh. So, the elders. It actually mean, it also means older people. But this is what it means. The actual meaning. It means the advanced in life. It means what? And he's, in this reference, he's not talking about people who are old, keke, with Fujin, he has gray hair, no. He's talking about people who have achieved much in life. Look at what he says. So, if we want to put it back in it, he said, for by it, for by what? What is that it? By, by what? 
So he, instead of him saying, or person or wet more appetite, I'll say, for by it. <laughs> instead of saying, for by faith, the elders obtained. In other words, for by faith, the people who achieved much in life. <laughs> Did you get it? Let's go on. He said, for by for by it, the elders obtained a good report. I want to explain the word. In the, in the Greek, good report is not separated words. They are not separate. It's actually one compound word. And this is what it means. Or this is the Greek pronunciation. Maturio. Which means to conjure. Which means to do what? Would you say magicians? Relax. Now, let me put it in rendering so that we can understand. He said what? So... By faith, the advance in life conjured whatever they wanted to see. And me, that is where my confidence is. When I saw, when I was studying, and I saw it, he said, ah, so you mean the word conjure does not belong to the magicians? No. It actually belongs to the believer. He said, for by faith, the advance in society, the advance in life, they controlled whatever they wanted to see. So where do I stand? Do I stand to wait to see somebody control whatever they want to see? Then I say, hey, you would do faith, Papa. No. By the understanding of scripture, which I have found, what, what it means is that I can control whatever I want to see. Now, please, let's come to the literal meaning of the word control. What does it mean? What does it mean to control? Eh? to bring out something. Now, this is the true word. It means to produce something that never existed. To do what? So, the word conjure means to bring about something that never ever had reality in itself. That is what faith can do. So he said, for by it, the advanced in life, the advanced in society, people who accomplished much, such that God spoke about them, they controlled whatever they wanted to see so that God would truly speak about them. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Listen to me. Do you believe in God? So, are you here to be elevated? Then you have to understand, whatever you don't see in your life and you desire to have it, conjure it. It sounds like a magical word, right? But that is what it means. Material, it means to conjure, to bring into existence, even though it never existed. Do you know why I know that that word is true? Look at the following verse. Look at it. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. God himself had to conjure. What about you? Listen, when I started, I thought, I always thought, the word conjure is actually a magical word. So it belongs to certain kinds of people. Until I found out that... <laughs> Also himself, he conjure. He said he created this existing world. 
not with a thing, a material. He created it out of nothing. So, I can tell you that everything he created is something that has never ever existed anywhere before. He did not duplicate it. It was new. It is original. There has never been any kind anywhere before. <laughs> he said, so by faith, they advance in society. They advance in life. They conjured their life. They conjured whatever they wanted to see. Hey, are you ready to live by faith? Listen, so you get to a place. I, one story I heard that always gets me <laughs> my faith up is my, my chancellor. He said, he went to the United States. Some of you have heard it. He went to the United States and then the Lord told him, go to the United States. You will start a university in the United States. A Ghanaian. And then he went there. When he got there, five years, nothing has happened. His visa has expired. And then he said, he, he stood up in the Church of Pentecost and where he was preaching. And he said to them, because of me, they will change the law that states that after five years, if there is no renewal, you go back to your hometown. And then, he said, after a while, they changed the law. They said, now they have cancer. Once you have lived more than five years, you can apply for citizenship straight. And so, by faith, that law was given. And then he became a full citizen of America so that he can do what the Lord had called him to do. Because he has started a Bible school, a seminary, a university in the United States. Now, after that, then he said, my father, now that I have received all my papers, change the law again. Let it go back to its original state before. And so he went to the same as a church of Pentecost and he made the same proclamation. After he did, the people got angry. <laughs> ah, who you wicked man? <laughs> and then they invited him to preach again. When he went there, he said, all of you who said that I am a wicked man. You don't have sense. That's what he said, literally. He said, didn't you see it in scripture that he has given you faith and you can do everything by faith? Listen, if a man from Ghana by faith can cause the whole United States of America to enact a law that will favor him and after it favors him, it will change back. I don't know what you are worried about. Honestly, I am a dream here. Do you get what I'm saying? Why not use your faith? Why relax and complain about the issue? Use your faith. And I told you, he accepted it that this good thing will happen to him. So it happened to him. That is what faith is. Faith is simply attaching yourself to the goodness of God. Doubt is detaching yourself from anything good that God wants to give you. Now, let us go on. In verse 3, the word framed in the Greek word is katakizo. Katatizo, sorry. It means to make complete or to make one, to make one what he ought to be. 
And the next word, you, you know that in verse 3, it says what? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made from things that do appear. Hallelujah. But look at what he says. The word which do appear. Not from the things that we do, which do appear. But he says, from the what? The word of God. You have to also get something here. Faith in yourself is not faith. Do you know people have faith in themselves? You know, a lot of women rely on their beauty. You know why? You know why? There are more beautiful women who are not married. Ah, you've not seen that one. <laughs> there, there are more fine women. You think you can make up? Make up. So you are guaranteed a husband. <laughs> he said the battle is not for the for the strong and the race. It's not for who? The quickest. No, he said, forget about that principle. He said, in the kingdom, in this world, it is he who shows mercy. So if you want to understand God's ways and live by it, consider his mercy always. And what is his mercy? His goodness towards you, that never ends. Eh? Don't, when I see people fight with their strength, doing things to make sure that things work for them, yeah, no, me, dear, me, dear, me, well, me, my relax it. When I see people like that, oh, me, I'm relax it about Oh, I'm serious. Because me, my day, my baby, Oh, yeah, I'm not joking. If you see me on a Monday to Friday, I still do manual work sometimes. Whom I do paperwork, I go to the site and do manual work. But listen, none of them pays. I said, none of them does what? It is God who shows mercy. Now, consider something. If the word of God is what will make you, what makes you think that living outside the word, there is life? The whole world was framed by the word. You too, you say, I don't have time. So you live outside the word. Where will your life be? You are living in the world. The world was created by the word. You say you won't live by the word, yet you want to live in the, in the world. Um, Analogy can hear here, right? Where, where if an Abel, where will you live? They will name it the faithless planet. But my point is this. Once you live in this world, the earth you are walking on and you sleep on, the word of God tells us that it was framed by the word of God so that it existed even though it was not made out of something that was already existing. In other words, it is not a byproduct. For example, this plastic, or this machine is a byproduct of an existing material. What we see today, that is why he says to the believer, you are a kind of species that never existed before. You are special, you are unique. You have to know your makeup so that you live by it. Now, as I was saying about the women, I said some of them believe in their beauty. Don't limit it to the girls alone. No. Other guys, they think that I'm handsome. I don't worry. I have money. So they rely on their all that they have. Let me tell you, when, when I see people like that, 
you do you know where you meet them more? In church. Do you know when? On Sunday. Do you know how? The way they are. The way they look. And the way they walk. You don't believe it? And they'll be talking big on Sunday. Because why? On Sunday, everybody will come around. They'll hear them. No. No. Did you read about Solomon? When the queen went to his palace, he said, half was told me. The things I see here, it was only half that was narrated to me. Let people blow your trumpet. Don't blow it yourself. Listen, people who don't live by the word of God, so there is nothing to humble them. I know what I'm saying. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. When you live by the word of God, you become humble. Because why? Day in, day out, you see your weakness and you see how God exalts you. That's why I always say to people, don't try to use your mind. There's something good at stake. Okay, ask the Lord, how do I go about it? Whilst you are scheming and scheming and scheming, the Lord is just telling, okay, say, say, say. Some simple advice, you implement it and it's gone. You get the thing done. But people scheme and scheme and scheme. Why? Because they are not living by faith. To actually rely on God is to live by faith. So to ask God for good counsel is to live by faith. If you don't ask God for good counsel, you are faithless. Because you don't consider him a good counselor. Let me count him and say. Now, where does the church come in here? The church has to come to the place of totally relying on God. Totally doing what? Relying on God. If you do that, your life becomes cool and easy. Why? Jesus said, I don't move as I see the Father. I do. Yet some of us, we do. But go and ask God, hello, you know, yeah, Bole. you and me, dear, we, we, we be party, so consider the thing of Bole. Why? Because you have not considered your life a work of faith. But if you are walking in faith, you constantly see God as the source. And seeing God as the source makes you humble all the time, waiting on him so you can move. Now, I'd like to go on by saying that don't let us believe in intellectuality. I know sometimes because of Bible and the way I read, sometimes when I listen to myself, I feel like my point is this. My point is this. Even if you are regarded as the most intelligent man on this earth, where did you get it from? They say Solomon is the wisest man who ever lived. And that Jesus stood in front of them a wiser than Solomon. Eh? In their faces, oh, a wiser than Solomon is here. <laughs> they got angry. And the Bible says that we are in. You and Solomon, who is wise? <laughs> if you tell me that you don't want God's counsel, now one what being on your own. Hallelujah. But you will need a lot of help to go wherever you want to go. Now, I'm about to end because I have to do it well, well. I said, the word in verse 3, that says that through faith, we understand that the words, the worlds were framed by the word of God. The word there, the word of God, is actually Rema. How many of you have heard of the word Rema? You know the meaning of Rema, right? Is that what? The spoken word. Now, so, 
if God was careful not to write logos, logos means the written word. But rema is what? The spoken word. You have to understand that he says that by the spoken word of God, he created the things that we see in this world today, not from an existing thing, right? So if you want to see anything good in your life, create it with Rema. I said create it with what? And how does the word of God become Rema to you again? Because God has already spoken Rema. Rema is simply speaking the word. So, for example, the Bible says that every tongue that shall rise up against you, you shall do what? Condemn. There's responsibility on your part is here. Don't say, oh, maybe I'm favored before God, so that is it. Did you get what I said? Now, I'm, I'm going to warfare small, small. He said, every tongue that shall rise up against you, you shall do what? Condemn. How do you condemn? You have to speak against it. So you get up, you have a dream. <gasps> you are panting for breath. And you rise and you say, in the name of Jesus, I declare, whatever, whatever, I cast you out. I rebuke you. I am the head. In fact, I suppress you right now. Yeah. Because why? You don't condemn. The scripture says do what? Condemn. Condemn. You don't want to condemn. Eh. Be there. Media on there. So listen to me. He says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So look at what is going on. The word of God that we read today was actually some time ago, Rema. But it becomes Logos because it is written, right? So now, when we pick it out of the pages and we begin to speak it, the same life it had when it was being transferred so that it becomes Logos, that same life comes again when we begin to speak it. So, Rema is actually speaking God's word over every situation so that we will see the full result of what we desire. So listen, if you want to see a husband, who is loving? Who is meek? Who is rich? Because you eat, he has to be rich. Right? No, you, you drive cars, don't you? So he has to be rich. No, please don't pray for a poor husband. So you want to see a husband who is rich, who is handsome. He has five, five. Five, five. He's got beard, he's got mustache. Or you want pot belly? Well, I told you, don't worry. The six packs always vanish, it becomes one. It's just a matter of time. But my point is this. You have to declare what you want to see. Can I tell you something? I believe that God saw this world. Can you imagine? You, you just think about this thing for a moment. How did the sea sand appear? How did the oyster, how did the crab, the fishes, the whales, the shark, how did they have that kind of form? So that even though they look like fishes or they are fishes, they don't look like each other once their names are different. The Bible says that for he spoke these things into being when they had never ever existed anywhere before. Can I tell you this evening? Faith works 
by speaking. But I noticed one thing with Christians. A lot of Christians we like to be in Kokonza. We chop Kokonza, we gossip a lot. And because of that, the, the strength of our words are weak. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If you have time to speak more of the word of God, you notice that you carry power. But when you spend time speaking, speaking, speaking about people, you drain, you drain, you drain. Whilst those th- things are going on, ignore them, ignore them, ignore them, ignore them. Focus on the word. Pick up a word. Meditate on it. The whole week you are meditating on John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave, that he gave, he gave. What did he give? Why did he give? Who did he give it to? And who is that person who came? He gave, he gave. You are talking about the word. Because you are asking questions. The great Kokonsa person, who wants to chop the Kokonsa with you, he will speak to you. His name is the Holy Spirit. I always say, you don't know that. Don't chop Kokonsa with human beings. They don't have anything to add. You chop Kokonsa with the Holy Spirit, he keeps on adding filler upon filler. Wasumia would there. Holy Spirit, huh? What am I saying? How can a man come to understand what the word of God is? And I told you, the word of God, if you pick one scripture, the power in it from the beginning has never drained or has never become small or weak. And yet, in battery life so that it will drain. No, it is ever potent. And I told you something. The word of God has inherent power. So anytime you put your faith in the word of God, automatically power flows. I'm saying that all you need is a scripture. A man of God was asked, why is it that you are over 92 years, yet you are still strong, and you go to the farm, you go about preaching and all of that? He said, there's a scripture that says that if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in me he will revitalize the word is revitalize re-energize so if your bones are weak energy will flow into it he said the same spirit will re-energize your body also i will need time well i will need time my holy spirit so that he will do that re-energizing you have to constantly come close to god in belief so that god will do whatever he promised to do Avail yourself. That's all I'm saying. Now, the last thing I like to put across is this. How is faith born in the heart of a believer? Final one. Two minutes. How? I'll have to take you back to the story of Mary. When the angel appeared to her. Because it's the only example I have. Yes, Mary. Jesus' mother. The one sitting on that. Now, consider something. Look at something. The angel appeared to her. I'm talking about Luke 1 from verse 32 down. Now, the angel appears to her. And now the angel says, Mary, highly favored. And somebody took it and make it, made a doctrine out of it. But let's leave it there. He said, Mary, highly favored of God. <laughs> Mary, highly favored of God. And then he said, hey, what kind of salutation is this? He said, oh, you are favored. He said, okay, what is it? He said, eh... Uh, you have been chosen by heaven. You are going to carry the Messiah. He said, I'm paraphrasing. He said, oh, is that so? Eh, how? He said, oh. Eh, you, he will then be called a man or he'll be so, he'll be so, he'll be the deliverer of the world. He said, okay. I'm going to give birth. Eh? The angel said, yes. And then the woman 
Mary, even though humble wise, she asked a good question. She said, look, you say I'm going to give birth to a human being. Me, I have never seen a man before. I don't know a man. So I know that that is the process by which men come into this world. He said, so how can this thing be? I'm showing you how faith comes into the heart of a person. And then she says something. And then the angel says something to her. The angel said, the angel started doing what? Saying, telling her the process. The process. That is why in Christianity, you cannot tell me that I don't have knowledge, but I'm intact. Ah. For lack of knowledge. You, you, you cannot tell me that you're a Christian and you don't, you don't have knowledge and you are cool with that. Ah. You get it? I don't know what to say, but you are good. In fact, you're like Chapia. You know Chapia? Sorry. The devil wants to brush his teeth. Then he say, I want a human being to use as my chewing stick this morning. Looks at uh, everybody's on fire for God. He looks at you and says, oh, this one, she's constantly cold. He's constantly, let me use him. So only you, even though you say you're a Christian, trouble never stops knocking on your door because you're be- you have become a trapier for the devil. Every broken heart comes to you. Every theft situation comes to you. A- anytime the devil wants to just steal, kill, and destroy, you come and knock on your door. Now look at it. And Mary said to the angel, how would this thing be since I am a virgin? Verse 35 of that same verse I'm talking about. uh, Luke 1. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So listen. You notice that the way by which she had faith in the word was when the angel started explaining the steps Hair, so the power of the most high will, overcome, will, will overshadow you, and then let's continue. He says, And the most high will overshadow you, therefore, the child will be born that will be born will be called the Holy Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your sister, is also pregnant, and the rest. But look, so when the angel explained the process. Now, she is, is a Hebrew. The, I don't, the angel didn't speak Greek. He spoke Hebrew. Hallelujah. Yes. So she understood Hebrew. The word where it says overshadow actually means he will brood over you. He will cover you like that. So she understood that a process will happen. And she said, when that, and the angel said, when that process happens, pe, Know that the seed is in your heart, in your, in your belly. That's what the angel said. And what did Mary say? He said, Be it unto me. Now, look, I want to explain the process. So the angel came, the angel ex- told her a message. Then she inquired of the angel, I don't know how what you are saying will happen. He said, This is the step for it to happen. And she said, I accept it. Immediately she accepted. What it means is that she had faith. So for her accepting what the angel said, proved in her heart that faith no her. So what happened? Whatever the angel said must come to pass. Can I tell you, if Mary did not accept it, 
she couldn't have given birth to Jesus. Why? Because I'm saying that faith is not a joke. Faith, the thing we call faith, is not a joke. It is something real. We must hold it, work with it. And I'm saying that you can start by believing God for a shoe, by believing God for a watch, by believing God for even a good baba. You see, no, I'm saying this because how many of you know my Barracuda? My car. When, yeah, you know it. When I bought that car, look, Gabby and I will be driving on the highway and I will step accelerator down and all the Tico will be passing. And Gabby will say, Brat, yes, what you okay? Basically, accelerator down. You know? But then, the mechanic has told us all you need is a new engine and the car will go well. And so, when he said it, I said, okay. One day, I was in my room. I was thinking about the car. I told him, he said, why won't you call for the new engine? And I said, in the name of Jesus, a new engine, come. Let me, tell you how, let me tell you how it happened. One day we came to church. We finished praying. And then we shot fuel on the road. And it had to happen that everybody had to push it. And the sister just got fed up. And she said, I'll buy a new engine. <laughs> what am I saying? Listen. Whatever you don't call, you don't see. Because faith works by you talking. God framed the world by talking. Are you ready to talk? I'm saying you want a husband. You want a husband. Eh? Oh, you want a good business. You want a wife. No, I'm serious. You know what I'm talking about? For by it. For by. For by. So if you want to conjure your life into a perfect world, you have to do what? Speak. Can we please rise up to our feet? I would like to tell you something. Because faith is a person, faith grows. Did you notice what Mary gave birth to? She gave birth to Jesus. And because of the faith in her heart, Jesus was able to come into this well. And she conceived and gave birth to Jesus perfectly. Now, when she gave birth to Jesus, she saw the fruit of of her faith. So she could say, this is what my faith produced. The Messiah of the well. Now I'm saying that, didn't Jesus grow? And I'm saying that faith is a person. So if faith is a person, every human being must do what? Grow. We live from faith to, faith must do what? Don't ever tell me one day that, oh, be there my faith, be there stagnant, and a perfect faith. Let me give you some example before we, we end. Listen, Jesus started his work. He worked miracles with water three times. The first one, what did he do? He turned water into wine. The second one, what did he do? He spoke to the water and the storms come. The third one, what did he do? He worked on it. If you look at it, it is progressive. All in the dealing of water. All I'm saying is that your faith must grow. And I'm saying that start using faith for small, small things so that when it comes into the supernatural, it becomes what? Easy. 
you have evidence to back and prove whatever you're saying. Say by faith, I declare, I am working wonders in my world. In the name of Jesus. Say by faith, I conjure a rich life. Please, if you are rich, don't say so. If you are rich and you are comfortable, you don't say it. Because if you don't know, you say it to manifest. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Say by faith, I declare my body conforms to the word of God. That says no disease will come nigh my dwelling. In the name of Jesus, I declare by faith my life is a victorious one. By faith, I live in joy, constant peace, and overflowing riches. In the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, we'll talk about faith more. We'll increase. We'll push it up. Please don't miss tomorrow. And come early. Hallelujah. I said do what? Aha. Uh-huh. Say, my father, build up your spirit in me. Which is a spirit of faith. I declare my life from today is going up supernaturally by faith. Nothing in my world will be able to limit me. From today, I am victorious in everything I do. I don't see defeats. I am the head of everything I do. In the name of Jesus, I declare my life is perfect like that of Christ. I declare the blessing which is in me is manifesting by faith. Faith is such that it respects no person. I told you something. When somebody who is a known prophet calls you and tells you, and you said, hey, intimewu. Hey, intimewu. Hey, intimewu. And then the Holy Spirit quickens a scripture in your heart. And then you go into the Bible and you look at it. And he says, you will live and not die. The prophet, you know his track record. Now, you notice something. Automatically, such prophecies, they release the spirit of fear. They release what? Thank you. Go to the word and say, which says, I will live and not die. In fact, I will live to declare the works of God. So until I declare the works of God, I am not going to die. Then you lift up that scripture, then you say, I declare. From today, I must declare the works of God. If not, death can never ever visit me. Listen. Tomorrow, 12 o'clock, by the time the prophet gives you, go and get fufu, if that is your favorite food. But if it were to me, I'll get banquet and I'll put it down. And I'll wash my hand. And I'll get chilled water. And I'll eat about four balls of banquet. And I'll drink the water on top. 
when I finish, I'll say hallelujah. Why? Because by faith, me attaching myself to that word of scripture tells me alone that I have faith. So I will live and never die. How many of you have ever read in the scripture and the Lord said you would die before your time? So anytime the prophet comes to you with that kind of word, boy, you have to rise up. You have to do what? <laughs> Listen, have you met any man of God who said, Oh, yeah, make a Have you met any before? Oh. And what happened to you? You were afraid. No, I just want to, you were afraid. You don't know who you are. If he's truly a Christian, you have to let that person know. Maybe I spoke to you, so you didn't understand. I said, you have to let the person understand that maybe it's in age that you are more than me. But when it comes to inheriting God, we are equal. You are not above me. So to hell with your curse. You didn't hear. I said to hell with your curse. Why? Because the God who has called you and has ordained you to do something good with you in this earth, he knows you. He knows all your weakness and he still called you. Say by faith. I will live to declare the wondrous acts of my father in the name of Jesus. Say from today untimely death has no part with me. Accidents has no part with me. Right now, I declare by my faith that tells me that God has swore in himself to constantly do me good. I accept his blessings, his word of goodness in my life Therefore, from today, I am seeing increase, well-being, advancement, prosperity in every area of my life in the name of Jesus. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. By faith, whether anybody agrees with me or not, I declare over my life I am blessed and they cannot change it because scriptures tells me so in the name of Jesus give the Lord a hand give the Lord a hand this evening can I tell you something the Lord is telling me that faith has grown in your heart listen tomorrow we'll crank it up I don't want to go ahead of myself. There's something boiling in my spirit. Tomorrow we'll release it. But all I'm saying is now, you know what faith is. You know how to use faith. It only operates by what? It operates by what? So, whether you still doubt in your heart or not, do what? Do what? Do what? Thank you. I declare every curse spoken in the past by virtue of me hearing about faith 
I disengage that curse. I halt its movement. In the name of Jesus, I declare by my faith, I deactivate every curse spoken over my life and in the realms of the spirit. And I declare that my path is shining brighter, brighter, ever brighter unto a perfect day. In the name of Jesus, my life is blessed and I cannot do anything about it. And not the devil. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. I said you are blessed. I said you are blessed. Ah, We have to take our declaration of promise. <laughs> the Lord has started talking about uh, to me about next year. <laughs> prosperity be what? I, I'm serious. I say prosperity be what? See the blessing is an empowerment on my life right now, giving me the ability to prosper to succeed, to increase, to multiply, to advance my destiny, to fulfill my call, and to rise above anything that attempts to hold me down or to draw me back. I hold the keys to the promise of God by faith and by my position in Christ. The blessings of Abraham are mine. The blessings of Abraham are mine. The blessings of Abraham are mine. By the blessing, my name is great. By the blessing, I receive favor. By the blessing, I am victorious in life. By the blessing, I have servants in my house. By the blessing, wealth hunts me down and overtakes me. By the blessing, I am favored both in heaven and on the earth by the blessing the holy spirit leads me to good and pleasant places by the blessing i have angels working for me by the blessing my family is successful and protected by the blessing i am very rich in cattle silver and in gold i am blessed with faithful abraham I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am complete in Christ, who is the head of all principalities and of all powers, both in heaven and on the earth. By the power of God's blessing, of the promise, the blessing is activated by the finished work of abundance. Through the faith of Jesus Christ in my life and in Grace Army Church, I am justified by faith. I am justified by faith. I am justified by faith. And in this year, we will all walk in the promises of God. In Jesus' name, reach one another with the holy kiss. Hallelujah. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are favored. God bless you. You are blessed.